From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, happy hump day, everybody. Uh, Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. And yes, this is in black and white, the new definition of color commentary. And I am looking forward uh, to talking with y'all today. And as we are now officially in the Christmas season, uh, I'm a little bit more upbeat around this time of the year. Uh, looking forward to talking to you, even though we've got a boatload of problems. I mean, a boatload. Uh, and I think boatload is a little bit of an understatement. But, yeah, I mean, there, as much as our country and its supposed leadership is messed up, and I'm talking both parties, there are reasons to be hopeful and to be thankful as we've just finished the uh, whole Thanksgiving season. Uh, but we've got a lot going on today. So before we're getting into all the fun stuff today and our adventure in podcasting, uh, just to let you know, please send us email with questions, comments, shout-outs, what have you to inblackandright at gmail.com or you can visit our website uh, www.inblackandright.net Also, uh, encourage you and you can encourage your friends to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we're available on all podcasting platforms, big, small, and in between. Just simply uh, pick your favorite uh, platform, look for In Black and Right, R-I-G-H-T, and subscribe and follow us and even get notified when new episodes are uh, uploaded. And it'd be a great thing to do for, uh, for your friends, for your family, those who care about the future of our country, and all that good stuff, you know, to keep the spirit of giving uh, in this holiday season. Uh, well, as I'm looking today at some of the fun things uh, that have gone on recently, I mean, I, I can't help right now but thinking ahead a little bit. Uh, usually at towards the end of the year, I get really reflective about all the good things that have happened uh, things that I am very thankful for. First of all, I am thankful to God for keeping me alive long enough <laughs> uh, to do this this year. Uh, but also the things that we've done, that the show has done, we've had the opportunity to uh, travel down to West Palm Beach over the summer uh, for Turning Point USA's uh, action event. Uh, also had the pleasure and the honor of being on national television for the very first time on a great network and a great show, uh, Real America's Voices Morning, his live morning show, American Sunrise, did that back in May. That was a big, big thank you uh, and a great opportunity to get uh, exposure uh, for the show. Uh, also, 
just other things. Uh, family is healthy and and things of that nature. So I'm good. So I'm good there. But also, I'm actually thinking a little bit of what we're going to have to face in 2024. And I'm not just talking politically. Uh, anybody who's been, you know, paying any kind of attention knows that President Trump is going to have to go through back-to-back-to-back trials trying to get him off the ballot, trying to put him in jail, trying to ruin his business empire. I mean, it's full-blown, all-out spiritual warfare via lawfare. And it's going to be crazy for him. But, you know, in spite of all of that, and that's a lot of it is just plain crap, it's totally bogus. Uh, excuse me. But I'll tell you, some of the things that I've been seeing just in the last couple of days have just made me go, hmm, why, you know, what, this seems familiar to me. You know, it kind of gives me that feeling of deja vu. But apparently, just taking a look at some of this stuff just absolutely makes me crazy. Um, oh, I think I met, I think I got the date wrong. It's the 29th. Yeah, it's the it's the 29th of November. Oh my gosh, it's like I'm time warping. Please forgive me if I made that mistake. But this, as you know, retailers are feeling it. Uh. Black Friday was not as successful as many retailers had hoped. Cyber Monday, you know, a little better because a lot of folks are doing more online shopping instead of going to the mall and to brick and mortar uh, stores, retail outlets. But I'll tell you, one, <laughs> one uh, retailer I mean, retail giant Target. Target apparently got a whole lot of grief, and they deserved it, frankly, by all of this marketing towards, uh, you know, LGBTQ, you know, the tuck-in, the tuck-in swimwear and all that, and it's just, and Target paid the price. They were bud lighted, uh, sales down. Their stock plummeted, but apparently, according to a story from Gateway Pundit, Target didn't quite learn their lesson. And this headline should tell you something. Target learned, and the headline, Target learned nothing from their pride fiasco, hires gay Cruella for LGBTQ marketing. And I just thought, oh, crap. Really? Uh, I mean, this is crazy. Just reading just the first... Uh, just the first few lines of the story uh, by Cassandra McDonald of Gateway Pundit, I just thought, oh, my gosh. This is crazy. Uh, but, you know, some people just don't quite learn. Anyway, uh, just a little bit of this. Uh, less than a year after watching their sales and stocks drop, Target has reportedly hired a man who goes by Gay Cruella 
as their senior, quote-unquote, senior LGBTQIA plus segmentation strategist and pride lead. And I thought, oh my gosh, really? Well, apparently, if since Target didn't quite understand that they screwed up the last time, uh, some people, you know, this is Einstein's definition of insanity. Doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. Sorry, it's just not going to work. The old saying is still true. Go woke, go broke. I mean, good grief, Bud Light is still trying to keep itself afloat by different ads, but even they're still suffering from uh, what happened. But, ugh, I I'm just not getting it. I mean, that's bad enough uh, with all of this. But, uh, <laughs> oh man, this whole L LGBTQ thing has just gotten way the hell out of hand and especially when it comes to schools and here is a great example of this you know uh, from just the news headline arizona's largest school district shows kids how to hide gender transition from parents lawsuit okay now, having used to live in Arizona myself for uh, about a year and a half in Phoenix, this is just nuts. You know, this is crazy. This is wackadoodle. And I will, and I'll read from the story. Arizona's largest school district is flouting state law and its own governing board by covertly instructing students how to assert a different a gender identity at school without their parents knowing and hiding evidence of its misdeeds according to an outspoken member of the board. Hmm. Former President Trump aide Stephen Miller's America's First Legal, America First Legal Foundation is representing Rachel Walden in her Maricopa County Superior Court lawsuit against Mesa Public Schools and Superintendent Andy Forless, which alleges they schemed to circumvent the Arizona Parents' Bill of Rights after the community learned it was blocking parental notification. Okay, just right there. I mean, there's more to the story, and I would strongly suggest checking it out, moms and dads, because if they're going to try to do this in a state like Arizona, which is a key state, you know, don't you think they're going to have enough nerve to try it somewhere else? Oh, I don't know, say like Florida, which would be really intriguing uh, to be sure. So this whole pride thing and the alphabet activists that are out there and screaming and doing all this other stuff just really blows my mind. It blows my mind to, to think that now you have school districts are just scheming. I mean, the groomers are just, they're shameless. They have no sense of propriety, no sense of right and wrong. And they believe 
I mean, you have to be mentally disturbed at some level to think that if you're in the public education system in any capacity, then you are responsible and are accountable to parents. Doing things to go behind the back of parents and, their, and the rights of parents, I mean, that's not just illegal, it's sinister. That's right, I, and sinister I don't even think really, I, I would think an, another word like maybe diabolical might be more appropriate in this case. Because if the largest school district in the state of Arizona can try to do this and not be held to account, well, fortunately they're being sued, but, and parents are, you know, just, they're just mad. And they're probably, and they're mad at their school board and they should be. And this is why, you know, you've got organizations that have mushroomed in growth, like Moms for Liberty, Moms for America, the Mama Bears, and I've said it before and I will say it again, the Mama Bears are ticked off. They are totally ticked off. They are aware. They are very much awake, not woke. And they're organized. And that's the thing that absolutely blows the mind and scares the media. It scares the groomers. It scares all these public education people who want to bend over and grab the ankles for the alphabet crowd and everything else. So no, this, this, this is just insane. Uh, and this is gonna keep going on into next year, especially now that you, and I did this on Monday. You're, the Republicans, the Republican National Committee is completely off their rockers and they can't come up with a coherent message that wins. And that makes me concerned because I'm believing President Trump will be put back in office in spite of all of the scheming and the, and the skullduggery that's going on. But he's going to need to work with a Congress to get his agenda passed. And at the rate things are going, I really don't think that Ronna McDaniel and the RNC have what it takes, and, and it shows. I already did the story about the finances of, of the RNC from the Washington Post on Monday. So yeah, and abortion is going to be the issue. It's gonna be the issue. The pro-dead baby crowd believes they have the winning issue and they're gonna push it and they're gonna push it hard. Like states like Ohio, which recently passed a special uh, action to put the right to kill your baby, the right to abortion to be put into the Ohio state constitution. Because you can't, because now they've adapted. The pro-dead baby crowd has adapted and they're going after states after state after state, and they're using their state constitutions to do it. So 
with the overturn of Roe v. Wade, I said, the battle isn't over, folks. It's nowhere close to being over, not in the minds of anybody who absolutely wants to have the right to kill a baby. No, and I'm not talking a fetus or a clump of cells. I'm talking an actual living human being. And apparently these state bans, states like Florida has a ban, and other, and other red states have, ban, have abortion bans, but now, but they're not going to stop. They, they are zealots. These pro-dead pro baby activists have no quit in them. No quit. They have to be stopped on every level. And, they're, and the pro-life crowd, it just doesn't seem to be doing the job right. Because now, nine more states in 2024, they're going to try to get these um, ballot, put special ballot measures to amend state constitutions so that you can, uh, you can have the right to an abortion in, and you can do it on the state level because you really can't do it on the federal level anymore. And I'm just blown away by this, you know. I mean, I know I've kind of gone down a bit of a rabbit hole, but the gender ideology agenda walks hand in hand with the, the abortion issue. It's part of a larger umbrella, a larger strategy to usurp the rights of parents, a collect, having a collectivist attitude that kids belong to the schools and to the teachers, not to the moms and the dads. I mean, it's, well, it's hand in hand on this. So this is just one example of God knows how many of what's going to be going on well into next year and this school year and everything else. And not just the primaries, but also the general election. But one thing I've certainly have noticed as of late is this rise of disease, diseases. I mean, for example, uh, from the Guardian newspaper from England, headline, UK detects its first human case of, of swine flu strain. Health officials scramble to trace contacts of person infected with the strain. I mean, okay, there's that. And apparently they're concerned about that spreading across Europe, you know. I mean, this could essentially be Plandemic 2.0. I mean, let's, here's, an, here's another story from The Messenger. Headline, child, case, child pneumonia cases surge in Europe. As fears of as fears rise over outbreak in China. Okay, so there's been reports that there are people in China who are a rising number of them having some sort of respiratory illness. Uh, I don't believe it's COVID, but this is crazy. You know, here's this. You know, in Europe. China now going into full-blown freak-out mode. Uh, hazmat teams in China 
are already at it again. You know, disinfecting people wearing these hazmat suits and, you know, spraying people in cars and in, in buildings. I'm thinking to myself, something is not right here. I mean, if you see some of the pictures, see some of the video of this, and I have, and I thought to myself, okay, why does this all of a sudden look familiar? This is like pre-COVID all over again. And they're going to try it here. They're going to try it in the U.S. again, okay, to steal the 2024 election. You know, unlimited mail-in ballots. You know, we can't have this, you know. Blah, and, and fortunately, there's a, more than enough people that aren't going to buy this. I'm, I, and I know there are some who are. I mean, they're kind of weak-minded and just sort of, you know, they'll just go into freak-out mode. But I'll tell you, this, do not, I, in 2024, do not be surprised, probably maybe about the spring or maybe even earlier than that. I don't know. But they're going to do this. They're going to try this again. Not COVID-19, but if you dare do if you dare go against uh, the CDC, the NIH, uh, the NIAID, you know, Fauci's old organization, or Dr. Fauci himself or whatever, or any of his uh, cohorts, you, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be pretty much squashed like a bug. You're just a conspiracy theorist. You're into misinformation. I mean, my gosh, people. I did the story of New York State. Kathy Hochul, the governor, has absolutely gone bonkers. She's ordered Homeland Security and for New York State to develop uh, what she calls uh, propaganda education, misinformation, teaching kids how to uh, discern between uh, the truth, quote-unquote, uh, the truth according to the government, and the real truth, you know, the misinformation and blah, blah, blah. I mean, they're, she's doing that with public school kids. Public school kids. So believe me, folks, they're ready. They're getting ready. They are definitely going big time on this whole thing, you know, putting into the minds of people. It's like, oh, no, here it comes. Here, you know, it's in Europe, it's in Asia, it's in China, you know, and it could come here and blah, blah, blah. And the CDC says this, the National Institutes of Health say that, blah, blah, blah. Folks, this is crazy. And there are just too many things uh, that are just way too reminiscent of 2020. You know, some people have been talking about mask mandates on co some college campuses. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to try it. They are going to try it in some form or another. So, yeah. So, basically, uh, be ready. Just be ready, folks, in 2024 as we're going into... Uh, the primaries and yeah and I'll give you even another example 
of essentially a hate speech, you know, or trying to censor speech. Uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, the other day, on his uh, program on X, uh, did this little mini monologue about the situation that's going on in Ireland. Uh, our friend and our ally over there, and the recent upheaval of the Irish people uh, when it comes to uh, illegal immigration and everything else, and it's going to spread uh, across Europe, and it will, and, and to a certain degree, it will happen here. It's already happened here, but a little bit of Tucker Carlson and what he observes. Several days ago, a man in his 50s, for reasons that are still not clear, stabbed five people outside a school in Dublin, Ireland, including three children. Then almost immediately after, parts of that city erupted into rioting. What exactly is going on here? Well, the Washington Post stepped in, helpfully, to explain. Here's the tweet the Washington Post sent out. Quote, Online rumors claimed the perpetrator of a stabbing attack was an immigrant. The BBC found that the man was an Irish citizen who had lived in the country for 20 years. Police blamed, quote, a lunatic faction driven by far-right ideology for the riot in Dublin. That was the Washington Post explanation. But actually, the man was an immigrant. He was from Algeria. And as it turns out, he's been living in Ireland for 23 years at public expense. He has never had a job. And then, last week, unaccountably, he stabbed children. Well, many people in Ireland are absolutely sick of this. It's happening by design. That country has been completely transformed by immigration. It's not the Ireland you remember at all. And going forward, anyone who complains about that or questions government policy will be guilty of a felony. New hate speech laws are coming to Ireland. No complaining about it. And of course, it's not just Ireland. It's across the West. Yep. I would definitely say so, Tucker. What's happening in Ireland. And here's a great example of this. Conor McGregor. Uh, MMA fans, UFC fans, know the name well. Former uh, lightweight champion of the UFC, who is from Ireland originally, uh, actually is now under investigation by Irish police for things that he said online about Ireland is at war. Essentially, uh, this was essentially uh, forbidden under these new laws that are being debated right now in the Irish Parliament about hate speech and this and that and the other. And this is not a new thing. It's not a new thing. We've already had it here in uh, the United States. And the people of Ireland, now keep in mind, Ireland is essentially an island nation, you know, separated, you know, uh, from England. But Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, I mean, it's not a very big island. Uh, it doesn't have a huge population, but the people of Ireland are sick of this. These are the same type of things that have happened in other countries. Uh, a teenager just recently, within the last couple of days, in France was stabbed by a, uh, an immigrant from the Middle East, uh, North Africa region. I mean, my gosh, it's not just Ireland. 
England has had to deal with this. Germany has had to deal with this. The French, of course. Other countries, even in Scandinavia, which is a beautiful part of the world. I've had a chance to visit it years ago, but this is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. What's going on with this? Uh, with Because illegal immigration has already driving Europe crazy. And in here, because of the open borders policies of Biden, uh, Mayorkas at Homeland Security, I mean, the dude is about as arrogant and snide as the day is long. Saying that, you know, apparently at a recent conference in, in Washington uh, that was put on by uh, the news organization Axios, and talking about AI, and Mayorkas was speaking there, and he's has no problem. He has no problem with what's going on, and you know it's trying to play some kind of a Jedi mind trick, you know, on the on the country. The border is secure. These aren't the droids you're looking for. I mean, everybody, anybody with half a brain knows we're invaded. We are being invaded, and we're still going to be invaded. We're at darn anywhere from 8 to 10 million illegal immigrants right now, and it's going to be even worse by the time Biden gets kicked out. And I hope it's November, because we can't deal with this. And the only way to really deal with this, because of the drain not the numbers are bad enough but the drain on resources we can't take care of our homeless veterans we can't help other people who of the working poor because we're giving all the dang money to everybody and the first dang cousin who's crossing the border illegally and the border patrol isn't going to do anything because these are people who they want to survive to get their pension and even that might not exact might, might not exactly happen. So my goodness, folks, this is crazy. This is absolutely, you know, bad excrement crazy. But I like to think there is some good news. And oh, believe me, folks, I, I got to do this one. This is a, a guy who is the uh, state, uh, see, he's a founder of BLM and senior director of Black Lives Matter in Rhode Island, and he has officially endorsed Donald Trump for president. Now, the reporter who's doing this is pretty much taken aback that somehow, you know, this guy is a, a lone a lone person who's thinking that and no he's not there are a lot of black americans especially black american men who are sick and tired of getting played they're totally sick and tired they've been taken advantage of they've been taken for granted by the democrats for decades and that plantation slavery mindset that's been on a lot of blacks is starting to break and if you don't believe me, I'll let you. I'll let you hear this guy 
in his own words. This blew my mind, and it gives me hope at the same time. So this kind of made me smile, because uh, I know there are going to be those, well, Donald Trump's a racist. It's like, really? It's like, sit down, you know, have a cookie and shut up, because obviously you need, you have, you need your meds adjusted. But here's this guy. You listen to his own words. Don't if you don't believe me, listen to him. You, uh, a BLM leader, and you're now endorsing Donald Trump, saying he's the best candidate we have. Why do you think he is the best candidate that we have? Because everybody else sucks. <laughs> so is he just the best of a bad group? I mean, is he still is he not that great either? But he's just like better than the rest. Well, you know, I like Trump. <laughs> You know, um, personally, and I think right now who we have sitting in the Oval Office is just a deep disappointment. You know, I deeply um, have disdain for him, and 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 I, I really dislike the Vice President as well. What what is it that why how why do you not like them versus like Donald Trump? I would well, imagine you're, you're alone in this. Do you feel alone in this viewpoint in the world that you're in, being in the BLM movement? No. I feel like no. the tide is starting to turn. I feel like really? a lot of black people are starting to pivot off of that democratic plantation for so long. Uh, we've been slaves to that uh, party. You know, actually, we've been mental slaves, uh, afraid to get off of that plantation because, uh, you know, we've been used and abused for so long at that party. They don't value our vote. Uh, their policies are basically um, racist policies. And I believe it's a racist party that strikes at the heart of the, the black family and the nuclear family in general. And I believe Donald Trump, is he's the opposite. He's hes going to tell you how, how it is. He's going to give it to you straight. He's not going to, um, you know, uh, be a hypocrite and, and, you know, stab you in the back like the Democratic Party loves to do. <laughs> Now, that is a leader in Black Lives Matter who's saying that. This isn't me. This isn't Jerry Brooks. This isn't in black and white. This man is speaking for an awful lot of black America because they're sick of it. There's, there are those who, of course, are going to be enslaved, mentally anyway, uh, to the, the progressive blacks who think that the Democrat Party is the greatest thing since sliced bread, which they are not. Because black folks aren't even bothering to learn the history, in many cases, of the party that they've supported for decades, which has done everything that they can possibly do to them to squash them, to take them for granted, to not even give them the right to vote, segregation, Reconstruction, Jim Crow laws, those are all, the KKK, those are all Democrat inventions. And of course, some will say, well, that's done. It's like, it ain't much different. It's not much different. Even some of you black folks who are voting Democrat, it's like, you're essentially the KKK without hoods. You know, how, you know, because that, you're getting played. 
You are being played like a Stradivarius and have been for decades. So, yeah. So, this guy told the truth. I mean, he was just straight up. He is not a fan of Biden. He's not a fan of Harris. And this is a black guy who's BLM. <laughs> My goodness. If you get a few more of those and you combine the efforts of people like Candace Owens and the Blexit movement, uh, other other blacks who are coming out against this, uh, Brandon Tatum. I mean, I've been very, very blessed this year to be named uh, one of the top 20 black conservative podcasts on the internet. Top 20. This is amazing considering how many black conservatives are out there doing podcasting on the internet. I, I was incredibly honored. And I've been telling people, especially in the faith community, because evangelicals get weird at times. I mean, I got to love them, but they get weird. It's like, folks, if you love your country, you got to vote for Trump. Because I guarantee you, if you think things are bad now, four more years of Democrat rule will completely ruin this country the American Republic, as we've known it, as your parents have known it, your grandparents have known it, are going is going to be going the way of the dinosaur. The Constitution will be nothing, and yeah, you know, and you could have stopped it, but you know, you either got deceived or you got prideful, or both. I don't know, because I love my country, and I know we've had plenty of problems, but. Do you think things are really going to get better? I mean, even Biden and his people are figuring out slow but sure that um, Bidenomics sucks. Bidenomics sucks. It hasn't done anything for the economy. And the fact that you've got Republicans who are weak-kneed and bending over and grabbing the ankles for every lobbyist and special interest group to put money in their campaign coffers that aren't helping the country. You know, Speaker Johnson, hello, time to wake up, sir, and do what you gotta do. And if you have a Christian worldview, it's time for you to seriously man up. Cowboy up, sir. Cowboy up, Mr. Speaker, because if you're gonna keep doing the things the way everybody else does them, the way that Kevin McCarthy did it when he was Speaker, Sir, you need to basically get rid and replace. You got need to get rid of some of your staff because I'm sure a lot some of them worked for McCarthy and are of the same mindset. And actually do something for the people. Help us. I mean, by the end of it is estimated by the end of this year, 2023, bef just before New Year's, we will pass into the $34 trillion debt neighborhood. $34 trillion. That's one, and here's the mind blower. Back in September, about mid-September, we were at $33.8 trillion. We're going to have a, you know, we're going to have a trillion dollars added to the national debt within... 100 days. That's a mind blower. 
And that's something that people really need to keep in mind. Because if we don't straighten this out, you know, so long, farewell, bye-bye to America as we've known it. Because we will be nothing more than a third world country, a second-rate power, economically, militarily, and everything else. And, well, it's just going to be some really ugly days yet ahead. You know, I mean, I'm not, we're maybe not quite the book of Revelation, but close enough. Ugh. Anyway, friends, I'm going to call it a day today. I want to thank you for listening. Please tell your friends and others. Send links. Uh, we're going to, I'll be putting links on all of our social media, which includes Getter, Truth Social, X, True Patriot Network, and Facebook. And so, yeah, and Instagram as well. So anyway, folks, have yourself a great Wednesday today. I will be back tomorrow. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, but take care of yourself today. God bless everybody. Have a great holiday season. And kudos to our first responders and our military who are keeping our communities and our nation safe. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you for your service. And, as always, remember, patriots come in all colors.